In this episode, we cover off the fundamental aspects of launching your career and coming out of the closet as a real estate agent to succeed massively. This is Dennis Plintz, and this is the Hustle Podcast for real estate agents. With over 15 years of experience and over a thousand homes sold, this is the place I'm going to share my experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody and anybody that wants to push their business to the next level, let's go. So there's a little bit of humor in that title, but there's a ton of valuable content. And the announcing that you're going to do about getting into the real estate business, how you do it, who you do it to, the follow-up process, the procedures around it are going to make a massive difference to your success. So bear with me. We're going to cover off all the do's and don'ts about launching your real estate career if you're new in the business, hopefully that's you, or even better, if you're already in the business, then you know what an amazing business this is, and I'm going to share with you the industry standards and how to blow those out of the water in terms of you know our amazing business here, uh, 15 plus years. Most of that is repeat and referral business. We don't farm uh, you know geographically, and we don't door knock uh, as much as we should to generate most of our business. We take care of our database, and it all stems back to how we started. So that's what I'm going to share with you. So how do you come out of the closet? And I don't mean that in any other way except how do you come out with a bang? So the announcement of you getting in the business reaches as many people as quickly as possible for as long as possible so they think of you when they're buying or selling or they're talking to somebody that's thinking of buying and selling. It's about unveiling your career. And how we're going to do this, how you're going to make an impression, and how you're going to leverage those impressions is uh, is critical. So let's get right in. When you get out of real estate school, you're not going to be given a policies and procedures manual you know, around um, how to do it, how to network, how to discuss your new chosen profession with all of the right people. And you're going to want to do this. And you're going to need to do it quickly. I will never forget the day I was uh, signed up for real estate school. I was in university full time, deeply in debt as a 20 something year old university student, way ahead of my peers at that time. Um, and I went back as a mature student, is what they call them. Newly married, new mortgage, studying general business and selling pots and pans on the evenings and weekends. The expression I've often used that's in my book, which I encourage you to pick up because all of this is in there, but I talk about, you know, I've, I've always been somebody that steals second and I do my best to keep a foot on first. And in that case, I stole third base um, while I was a full-time university student and selling pots and pans. I got my real estate license and actually sold my first uh, house while sitting in a university lecture and I'll never forget it. You know, the call or the page, I had a pager, by the way, and if you uh, can go back that far with me, then fantastic. We're of that same Xer uh, boomer generation, but a pager I had in my class um, and a cell phone. And I got a message that said there was an offer on my Tuscany listing. My only listing at the time, my first listing in the business. And, uh, in my head, I quickly did the math. 
you know, of what that sale could equal. Like it all made sense, like in a moment, what my career path was leading me to. Uh, meaning I simply just added up the possible commission and I put it against the debt that I had and the cost to be in university studying general business and paying a fortune to do that. And I now had the chance to close a deal that was going to pay for an entire semester. Needless to say, I put up my hand. I asked if I could go to the bathroom and left, uh, skipped school that day to go make the sale happen. Conditionally sold and subsequently fell through on two more, uh, three technically different occasions after that before I finally sold it. But that's why I have uh, that's uh, this podcast. That's why you're listening because, you know, the success of I sold my first house in in one week of real estate school without telling you that it fell to fell through uh, two or three times before closing it is the reality of almost every sale. The learning that comes, you know, the excitement that came with that sale, the subsequent pain that came with it falling through, and ultimately the reward of that client becoming one of my best multiple repeat clients happened because I introduced myself properly. Step one, organize your database. Write that one down. Uh, I've got it highlighted uh, in my notes here. Organize your database. Who are you going to talk to? How often can you reach them? And how are you going to reach them? There's a lot of conversation in the industry all the time about which CRM is the best, you know, which customer relationship management software is the best. And we all know at this level of production, there is no best. What makes it the best is you being the best at using it. Use, for lack of a better, more fitting expression, use the shit out of the CRM. Meaning you got to consistently work your database. And the more organized it can be, the better. I started with an Excel spreadsheet. So there's no arguing about, you know, the cost uh, to to pay. We pay for one now monthly, although it's peanuts. Uh, there's some amazing uh, tools out there, whether it be uh, Salesforce, which is probably the biggest, most robust at this time in the marketplace. Uh, we use one called Solve360 by Norada. Uh, prospects is one our local real estate board offers mail chimp there's all kinds so just know it doesn't matter as much as what matters is whether or not you're going to use it so organize your database you need a couple basics you need to have of course their name first name middle name last name their mail email uh, phone number preferably cell phone and make a note whether it's their cell phone or their landline and then the best mailing address at work and at home. And here's the catch, how long they've been at their place of work. Because if there's somebody that moves jobs frequently, if they're a contractor or temporarily in space, um, I wouldn't recommend a one main strategy that we do often recommend, which is send everything to their work. You see, because if they get a thank you gift to their work or a birthday card or an anniversary card to their work and you've got their work address, they're more likely to open it and share it with their colleagues. You know, that's a huge breakthrough. When we started sending our gifts to our clients at their place of work, we started experiencing a far better return on that investment. Organize your database, get the very basics of name, phone number, first name, last name, email, um, cell phone, preferably for some other reasons we'll talk about and how you reach them, and then their place of uh, work and their home address and which one's best to send them stuff to. 
Next up is do an introductory letter. Uh, This morning, 2017, I'll go on record to say we had a typed or printed letter on letterhead, very well written, uh, introducing myself and my team that I hand-delivered and door-knocked to 20 houses. Uh, Another episode around prospecting and door-knocking. It will never go away. It will always matter in this business as long as we have this business. And anyone that says they don't do that, um, I think just has an ego that's too big. I'll go on record to say that. But uh, Or they're too busy, which is another problem entirely. Face-to-face door knocking. Handwritten notes on those letters with a signature is what makes the difference. So having a letter that you introduce yourself, and the script I'm going to give you here is not gospel quotes, air quotes, but it is uh, the gist of what you're going to want to say. If you're new in the business, this is what it will sound like. And if you're a seasoned veteran in the business, you can modify it slightly to do this exact same outreach, which should be a pivotal part of launching your success. Uh, Goes something like this, dear Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, or dear Bob, or dear Diane, or whoever. Really excited to announce I've recently completed the ABC real estate course in my local marketplace. I finished the program with a 98% or whatever the mark. Hopefully it's high. As we all know, off script here, those exams are some of the easiest in the business. Recently graduated with a top mark in my class. Really looking forward to launching my career and assisting you or any of your friends, family, or associates buying and selling real estate. Rest assured, I will do my best to ensure their needs and yours are met with excellence when it comes to buying and selling. Uh, Please keep me in mind for any of your colleagues, friends, or family, and yourself. It would be my pleasure to assist you. That was all made up out of my head because I've gone over that letter so many times with new real estate agents that forsake the importance of these seemingly easy, small tedious steps. Write the letter. Type it. Have somebody proof it to make sure it's good and looks good and it's formatted properly. I had help with that, by the way. My spelling is atrocious. Siri and I combined uh, make us look uh, pretty good, but at times so dysfunctional. And then here is the Dennis Plintz added touch that I will take to my grave as important and encourage everybody to do. Always put a PS on everything you send out. This is your chance to take a moment, whether your list is five people, you know, 300 people. When I started, I took my entire wedding list, my graduation list from high school, and anyone I could think of, and I built the biggest, best list ever and mailed 300-ish letters. And a PS allows you to take a few minutes to think of that person. It's actually a few seconds. And write something significant to them. Make a connection. Remind them of a memory. It's been a while, Bob, since whatever. I look forward to seeing you again at. It was nice seeing you at so-and-so's wedding. Whatever you can do to make that personal connection ensures that they know you thought of them. Organize your database. Write the letter. Always put a PS on it. Pro tip, if you're doing this, You can consider if your personality is a little more like me, a little, you know, more charismatic and friendly and wild, put a typo in there somewhere, a small one, a small typo that goes into that letter so they know that you're real. We often do it in our email campaigns. When we are emailing, 
a couple hundred people or a few thousand people, putting a typo in it ensures they know that we're real, not robots sending this kind of stuff. Because on this note, I've, I've got a note for me that says, don't ever outsource this stuff. Don't ever try to scale this stuff so you can reach, you know, hundreds of people per month that you don't have anything to do with. You can't automate personalization. So today is much easier than it was to organize your database, pulling together friends, family, and contacts through your social channels and the first place you should start, which is your contact records in your phone book, and then taking the time to organize them. It's going to take a lot of time to phone them, text message them, do whatever you can to get their information correct, preferably a phone call that says, hey, Bob, I'm just calling new in the real estate biz. I want to make sure I stay in touch. Do you mind if I grab your email? I've got this as your number. How you doing? After you've written the letter, after you've put a PS, the next thing you need to do is, of course, send it. So many people get hung up on the actual shipping part of these ideas. Organize the database, write the letter, put a stamp on it, write a PS, send it. Then after you've sent it within five to 10 days, depending on how long you think it's going to get to the people that you're sending it to, send a text message. A text message, uh, text message is today in this day and age, one of the most, you know, personalized, um, response assured means of communicating. After you've sent that text message or in between sending that text and sending a letter, look them up on whatever social profiles on the internet are most active and connect with them. Add them as a friend, follow them, and send a message when you've taken a second to check them out again. It's been a while. Like my high school graduating class was a long time ago and a lot of stuff's changed and I've got a lot of reasons when I get notifications or seek people out that I think of from high school to just say, man, I remember that time when good to be connected on social or good to be connected on Facebook or I love watching you on Instagram. And then when you've done your letter, your organization of the database, you've sent it out, you have looked them up on social profiles, you can send them a text to say, hey, I just want to make sure you got the letter I sent. Hope you're doing well. That's it. That's all. See how many respond and don't respond. Last but not least, find yourself a place that you can consistently pull the data from those people and pull it weekly and at minimum monthly to touch base with them. We tried to do a monthly outreach of, of one type or another. I was going to say try to do a mail piece or we for sure do an electronic piece to everybody. We do birthdays to almost everybody. We do anniversary letters to all of our clients. Find a way to consistently touch base with your database. And in doing all of this, the underline that I've got highlighted is keep it personal and don't be a salesperson. They will know after you've sent a letter, after you've sent a text message, and after you've announced your new business and your new graduation, uh, hopefully you've got your domain secured and your website built and a cell phone number that's recognizable. If you missed that episode, make sure you check out um, using your business card as your super weapon in the business. And it's just about that, is making sure those contact details are organized right out of real estate school. But they've got to be in that letter you send and hopefully three of your business cards so they know where to find you. And now stop telling people you're a real estate agent. Stop announcing you've got a new listing or a new whatever and 
And I know not everybody agrees with me here that you should always be promoting and always be selling, but I don't think you should do any of that if it's not going to be personal and if it's not going to be meaningful. And over the long run, those opportunities like birthdays will present themselves, like people that have new babies that we get to see and tune into via social. Uh, That's the one thing we see most common that will get shared most often. And Christmas uh, is an opportunity. There are special holidays and events throughout the year that the different segments of your database will lend themselves to personalized touch points. Keep it personal, keep your database massively organized, and make sure that when you write that letter and you've organized and put in all the work, you do the thing that most people don't. It's the last thing I'm going to talk about, which is stay in touch. Like I say this after, again, um, many years, uh, not a bragging, many years of heavy, heavy lifting. But the thing I enjoy the most and the thing I know yields the biggest return and is the most important thing I could ever say is care about your database. Last story. I got audited in my third year in the real estate business. I've told this story before, but if you haven't heard it, um, the audit was messy. I was a top producer in my office, year number two, actually, um, in the business. I was incorporated. I earned well over six figures, number one agent in the office, and I got audited. So by the time that audit got settled, uh, it turned out the senior auditor's meeting that I had, my accountant, was actually late. So I went into the auditor's meeting totally alone, two senior auditors ready to review and report on everything they'd found, whether I owed them money or they owed me money, not likely. And we ended up in a deep, deep discussion without my accountant present. I was scared spitless, palms sweatier than they have ever been in my career, and my palms sweat a lot. And um, they brought up my expenses. And one of the first items that came up was the thing I'm going to tell you is the most important thing we do, and that is nurture and farm your database. The gifts that I was giving were disproportionate, they said, to other industry professionals. Now, I don't know what they used to mark that, but they felt like the wine and the gift baskets and the birthday baskets and the Christmas gifts and the the welcome gifts and the anniversary, all of it was just way out of whack. And I didn't know because I didn't know how much it was. I just know we give a lot of gifts because we say thank you a lot. And after we went through it and I highlighted and they brought up names and gifts, firewood that I delivered to a client on their balcony, a bar fridge full of beer that I delivered myself up nine floors in a building to a client. The best part is I knew every gift perfectly. I know who they were, where they lived, why I gave it, how I gave it, roughly when I gave it. And at the end of the meeting, they couldn't question those items. Those were legitimate expenses because we nurture our database. And I framed it for them this way. I said, listen, you can go down the path of farming your neighborhood. Hopefully you know what that means. That's geographically farming and being an industry expert or or neighborhood expert. And I don't believe in that. I think it's hype. And I said, now that costs some realtors way more than it costs me because I don't do that. You know, I do a little bit of it today, but in year two, I did none of it. I said, I don't farm a neighborhood. I can't afford it. You know, 10,000 flyers and 10,000 magazines and 250 um, 
uh, advertisements, you know, or bus benches and community. I just don't do it. And I don't recommend you do it at this stage or any stage. But I can tell you that same exponential amount that they invest into the neighborhood, I invest in my database. And the term that I've coined is farming my database. I encourage you to farm your database. Set aside a massive amount for personalizing the gifts that you send at every level, every special occasion. Do it consistently. And the most important aspect of all of this is don't stop doing it. The privilege this morning of reaching back just this morning, this is a today, 2017, uh, as I record this story, a client from well over 10 years ago popped up on my Facebook feed. It's his birthday. And I sent him a direct message. I have not spoken to him. I know he's moved even out of our country, which is amazing. But I sent him a message because he's special, because I care, because he was a client. And I said, hey, Henry, happy birthday. Trust you're having a great one. I'll never forget your son and that you tasked him with doing the hiring of the real estate agent at that time to sell your home. How old was he anyway? Because I think at the time his son must have been under 10. And he asked his son to go through the phone book, find the top realtors, phone them, bring them in, and then they would do a final interview together. And the first meeting I had was with his son. And of course, those stories stand out massively to me, but just about every client stands out in some way to all of us. And if you really love this business, if you really value the direction you're going to take and the success you're going to have, build your database, do it early, organize them well, customize everything you send them, be personal in the gifts, the responses, farm your database, and don't stop staying in touch until they ask you to. Or... They say thank you, and they do business with you. As always, it's Dennis at Plintz.com. I hope you enjoyed today. Do me a favor. Send me a message. If you have any questions, the thing I will always do my best to do is help you directly, whether that's an email, try to fit in a phone call, whatever I can to help you build the best real estate business possible, and post a comment on here like this. If you did, post a comment. If you didn't, that's what helps this grow. And it's why I do this, because it's not my business. My real estate is my business, but helping you and agents should be all of our business. Have a fantastic day. Talk soon.